busting those records. Here we go. Here comes Niagara. Here comes that Joe. It's bright and so right. Radio 99. Niagara calls with music. Tops with you. The latest, the greatest, and time and temperature too. So here comes Niagara. This is Joe Niagara. For the next five hours, you'll hear hit records on Punk Till I Die. From now to 12 midnight, Niagara calls. I put down a wailing pound of sound. In those records, let's go, Joe. Here goes Niagara for another show. If you're ready... Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 59. I am of course one of your hosts, Tom Trauma, and somewhere out there is your other host, Liverpool Neil. Say hi, Neil. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey Tom, how, how you doing today on this Good. Uh, fine Sunday? You know, it's uh, a little cloudy today. It's actually cooling down a little bit. It has been such a hot summer that it's sort of a relief. Yeah, well, don't get too excited. It, it was cool here yesterday. Actually, I was. It was only in the low seventies yesterday, but uh, today it's up in the mid eighties again. So you'll get. See, that. it's supposed to be like next couple weeks are supposed to be cool, which oh. is nice for going to work and whatnot. But yeah. by the same token, summer short. I like to lay by the pool, and drink beer. So you know, it's it's yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag. Dude, this whole this whole thing. I mean, this whole year is so fucked up. Um, I'm, really I'm, I'm I'm losing complete track of seasons. Um, you know, and exactly whereabouts we are. I mean, geez, we're almost in f- football season starts. I think August, training camps yes, open next week. August. Yeah, we're in August it's, already. Isn't it weird because it seems like the year has gone very fast. But and I've been saying this, and I might have already said this, so forgive me if I'm repeating myself because that's what I do. The year seems like it's going fast, even though the individual days and weeks seem to be crawling. You know what? That's a really good point. I think it's good. Well, for me as well, it's been because we had four months of working from home. At least now I'm going into the office two or three days a week, which breaks up the week a little bit, which is it's good. Just some but definition of your week. Exactly. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, "Yo, crazy going into the office." What are you thinking? I'm actually loving it, to tell you the truth. A because, a because there's nobody there, but B because yeah, it breaks up it breaks up the monotony of the week, right? It gets you out of the house, and I don't know. So I must say I'm not comp- but. Yeah, the seasons are just, like, disappearing. It's, like, like at work, we still have, I think I told you this, we still have stuff up about it snowing because, you know, we started <laughs> this in mid-March. Yeah. And, well, you know, yeah. it, and, you know, in a couple months, we might be getting snow again. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And I do actually want to talk about this, but I think we'll push this back a little bit because um, I want to talk about the effect the years sort of started to have on us mentally. But first, <laughs> I think, so... So we did a couple of shows in a row where it was just the two of us. Yes, sir. And then we ended up doing a couple of interviews in a row. We interviewed uh, any, I hope everybody's listening. If you're listening in order, this will be no shock to you. But we had Eric from Territories. Very friendly guy, very fun guy. I really enjoyed that. And then we had 
the Godoy brothers, who were also very friendly guys, very nice. We enjoyed that very much, but very different types of interviews. Oh, yeah, very, very different, yeah. Yeah, the Godoys don't pull any punches well, about anything. And it's funny, <laughs> I was thinking about it. Since we've been doing this, so we're 50, this is our 59th episode, we have only three times really had to wrestle with what I would call self-censoring. Yes. I think the first time, because we've had people on that were really randy and really, you know, <laughs> filthy or whatever but it was, it was randy coming all... from the 70s fashion? buddy what we... <laughs> randy don't hear that right, term so much anymore we're, we're we're pushed the envelope a little bit about stuff yeah but the three times you know the first one i think was probably when we had todd evans on in the early 20s todd, because yeah, todd from guar right but it was such a wild ride that we literally i felt like we had no control of that show right and it was just sort of and I don't mean that in a bad way. It was fun. It was like going down a water slide where you're like, oh, if I go any faster, I'm going to flip over the edge. Right, just hold on to grim death, yeah. Yes, but we did not end up censoring anything, and we kind of gave a little like disclaimer, like, listen, this has got a lot of bad language, and it. it's all good fun, good dirty fun. And then and then later, I don't remember, it was in the 40s, we had Joe Queer on? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would have been in the 40s, I think. Yeah, the, yeah 40s for sure. And it was sure. a situation where Joe was a great guy, very open, uh, you know, didn't hold back on anything. We sort of tried to help him not get too political, but he couldn't help himself. And he definitely said some things that I think to the average person nowadays, whether it should be or not, was sort of like inflammatory. So we definitely wrestled with, I think, whether or not to just sort of leave it or cut chunks out. And ultimately... I think we always try to err on we're more anti censorship than we are anti offending people. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. So then we have the Godoys and once again very friendly guys, very funny guys. Definitely not what you'd call in the political mainstream in the punk rock world. Not these Which days, is right. Not these days we, for sure. We don't have any issues with that. And as a matter of fact, a lot of what they said honestly really resonated with me. Yeah. Because you do tend to get you know, you, you, when you're young, you're you're independent. And you are like we're going to be the self-governing, the self-governing, self you know contained things. And then somewhere along the lines, you buy a house and you get married, and you do tend to sort of buy into the mainstream ideology of what life is going to be like. You know, I'm very guilty of that. I'm sure you are too, to a certain extent. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. And then you talk to guys who are in their mid fifties and are still living a truly sort of punk lifestyle and and look at everything through that filter and you're just like wow this is it, it sort of made me feel like a, a sellout well they they certainly have their shit together you know and uh and they, and they have their very definitive idea of what of what the way people should live right i mean i don't know if i'd describe it like that because they definitely because i i think you know both of us are the type we like a little more comfort in our lives i think maybe than those guys do i don't i don't know I mean, I'm sure they live well. It's not like they're living in tents or something. But Oh, you know what? No, I mean, tattoo artists these days, tattoo artists make a very good living. So I'd imagine they, they live, very, you know, well, not very, well, you know, I'm sure they're comfortable. Let's put it that way. I'm sure they're not on the street. You know what I mean? I'm sure they do very well. They're very well together. They're very well thought out. They don't drink. They don't do drugs. They never have. You know what I mean? So they're, um, not, they also are not, you know, one of them said something real early in the interview that, that I think you know nobody's ever accused the Godoys of being fakes or nobody's right or what you see is what you get but they definitely use some language that you and I don't use on the show and that 
you know, it's, it's, it's a little, it's, it's sort of shocking to hear nowadays. Right. It's something you don't hear every day. And I'm sure some people that heard it were probably kind of upset and were like, did a double take and kind of thing. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's funny. So then it goes back to us as far as what's our responsibility. Is it our responsibility? You know, cause it, it, it happens so fast when you're doing an interview and somebody says something at the time, you're just kind of like, Oh, you're kind of shocked, but then you're moving on to the next thing. Right. No, and they did. They were, yeah, they were on to the next thing immediately. And, you know, and the context is important too, right? So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, and it's, uh, you know, I think there will be people who say you need to take them to task for that. But these are 50 something year old guys. I I just, I I don't know. know, I'm sure some people feel like we have more responsibility to, you know, call them out than we think we have. Right. And, you know, growing up the way we did, you know, we heard all those words growing up. We all said those words growing up. Right. Yeah, you we know, definitely did. Yeah. And and it's and it's so I, I don't know. It's a tricky situation. I actually wouldn't, you know, it, I would love to hear what people's opinions on it are. I, I kind of assume that anybody who's been listening to it this long us this long is not very offended. Right. Or or very easily offended at least. But I, and I, I think that, you know, Neil and I break each other's balls and make all kinds of off-color jokes all the time. But I think you can also tell that there's obviously no malice, right? Right. But that makes a difference. Right. Well, but there's also words we don't normally use in everyday situations because, oh, you just don't use them. You know, you just don't yeah. use them anymore. And um, it seemed like Steve and Art, probably because they talk to each other a lot, you know, and yeah. also they're still in that um, skate surfer still kind of vibe where they, you know... They probably still use those some of those words every day. You know what I mean? Obviously. It's not a big it's not it's a big deal because they're pulling that out just for us. Yeah. Oh no, for sure you could tell. I mean, that's just the, it's just the way they've talked since the seventies and eighties. You know, those are just words that they use on a daily basis, and it's not even they don't even mean it in the demeaning way that you might think well, they mean, they mean it, it. In a demeaning way, they just they just means just wimpy, right? I mean, the, so the word is faggot, right? We're gonna we're gonna say it. I mean, it's not. This is I'm I'm using it in within the context of what they're, you know. I I, I make we make slight gay jokes at each other all the time, but it's like I said, it's not. You know, it's 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 that word now has become very, like you hear it, your ears perk up. But the fact of the matter is, when we were kids, it was you know you're walking down the hall, hey, faggot. You know, I mean, it just wasn't it wasn't that common, right? Right. No, for sure. Maybe, maybe not in England, but in the Midwest of the United States of America, that was a you know that was a word that you heard thrown around around a lot, and I think it had very little to do with gayness ever. It was just kind of, it was an insult, right? And I think the context... It just meant lame or something, right? Lame or wimpy or something. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like, oh, that's so gay. You didn't mean it was homosexual. You meant it's just sort of lame or weak or whatever, right? And I think the same thing with with, with the context that he was using that word, which was, I think he was basically using it like, don't be a pussy, don't be a faggot, don't be a pussy, like that, yeah. you know? Anyway, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're trying too hard to do mental gymnastics to justify it, but I just don't feel like... It's our job to police uh, a fifty-something-year-old man. Yeah, man. for exactly. sure. Exactly. But anyway, it's interesting. It's interesting, and I, I hope you know. I hope we don't lose any losers. Lose any losers over it. <laughs> lose any losers over it. No, I hope we don't lose any listeners over it because that's not our goal. Right. Definitely. But I think at the end of the day, we we are not. We're not fans of censorship. Right. And, uh, no, hundred percent. Hundred percent. So. 100%, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if there's anything left. To be, what, anything else you want to say about that, Neil? I, I just felt like we had to make some kind of a disclaimer. No. Um, when it was happening, I must admit, I was like, "Oh shit!" 
what uh how you know how, what are we going to do about this um because those aren't certainly aren't things that we would normally say on the podcast but uh you know like you said i mean you've you've explained it well and i again they're the grown men you know they they say what they say and they are what they are and they're per- like you know if i think i think there's a certain as as the hosts you know professional hosts that we are of the show <laughs> We yeah. do have some small response, amount of responsibility. I don't think we have much because I think we're just doing, we're trying to do an entertainment show and, you know, we're trying to have fun. We're trying to, you know, make your lives a little happier. That's, that's all we're trying to do. Just enjoy ourselves and talk about what we enjoy. You know, if, if you know, we don't want to be a platform to people who are just being just totally crazy, you know, we're, but he wasn't like he was saying, you know, we need to kill all the homosexuals. He was just saying, you know, don't be a faggot. You know, it's just kind of, I, I just, I think context does mean something. So I, I don't know, Neil. I don't know. Maybe we've, maybe explained to me. Maybe, maybe. It, I think you've over, yeah, I think you've over explained it, mate. All right. <laughs> but anyway, on the whole, I tell you what, when I, cause I listen, I don't normally those, listen how, to how those early. I don't normally listen to them back like immediately. This one I listened back to cause I was, I was a little concerned, but I have to say, I think it was a great interview. I think those guys were, I think it was really interesting. Like you said, I think they said some really intelligent stuff. Oh, eye-opening stuff makes you think, you know? confidence, do they? Uh, no, <laughs> they sure don't. I mean, it was, I mean, they've almost been like rock stars over the last 30 years, and I'm sure they've been short of money. I'm sure they've, you know, had their problems, but man, they've toured all over the world. You know, they go everywhere when, you know, it seems like they don't have to think twice about it. You know, they just live the life that they want to live. And that's... Uh, and, and they look on the generation that followed the super clean cut. You know, they, they clearly are not motivated by money because they seem like they're their own worst enemies. Right. In a lot of ways. You, yeah. know, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's like they, they've worked with these people over the years. And I'm sure a lot of people they've worked with have been shysters and blah, blah, blah. And he was talking about that. But I imagine they're sort of scary work with too you know and especially in this day and age like the culture the counterculture day and age i mean the cancel culture day and age imagine like okay i want to do a line of clothing with these guys and then they're out there talking in such a way that just puts every like you know middle class person who can actually afford to buy their gear off well also you know they well like 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 they said too they don't pull any punches so you know if you're giving them a line of bullshit and some business talk or something some double talk they're gonna they talk straight you know what i mean so well, it's it's always interesting when we had to start the next show talking about the last one because I mean it was like it was like the Rick Sims you know it's always the ones that really pack a punch you know yeah. into it I hope everybody remembers the Rick Sims episode I feel like that was really a a breakthrough episode for us where it was just so much fun where we just realized that we can let loose and just number seventeen I think that one was that one kind of yeah, sticks in my head yeah I actually just shared that with someone the other day because they were having a conversation about wasn't that an offspring song a cover and I'm like here listen to this it's a little long but it's really uh it's really funny it explains the whole thing yeah so so, so if, if there's any new listeners who started at the who started at the end with us with all the new episodes go back and listen to number episode 17 because that's a damn good one if you're a new listener and you started with episode 58 well they might well yeah I think we time you ever listen well i th- i think i th- yeah <laughs> i think yeah yeah it's true if they start with number 58 they'll be like what the what is wrong with these guys yeah i mean at one point the brother said oh yeah you know like early screwdriver they were great i mean he was clearly just like i mean he was pushing the envelope as far as he could at that well, point you know well i tell so, tell you the truth i mean i kind of agree with him early screwdriver but, but before they got before they turned into nazis that first yeah. album is fucking great I have, I have never heard it. It's so it's been toxic my whole life. You know what I mean. So I never even. I mean, they, do I, a song, I, my, they do a song. They do a song called "Anti Social," which was covered by 
one of your favorite bands, I think, oh, from Atlanta. Who's who's that band down in Atlanta? The Antiheroes? Oh, Antiheroes. Yeah, except they changed it to Antihero, I think, or something. But yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a screwdriver song, Antisocial. Stank of, of uh, white power stuff on them, too. I wonder yeah. if that was part of it. Yeah, probably. That's the first album, the pre, pre-racist pre screwdriver, right? Yeah, because that first album came out, like, 77. It was on Chis- Chiswick. Lock, lock, I've accidentally Googled the wrong one. I'd be listening to the racist stuff. Somebody'd find out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's basically sped up. Uh, pub rock is what it is. Huge Nazi. Um, they, I shave my head. I have no hair, people. I think they actually do a, uh, I think they actually do a Rolling Stones cover on it. Like all punked mm-hmm. up. But uh, yeah. So any, anyway, that's that. So one thing, they, one thing they mentioned that really struck home with me was about listening to like that, the Sex Pistols album and hearing the beginning of Nevermind the Bullocks where it's got the, <laughs> Yep. like the crunch of army boots and then that steve jones guitar chord so i've been itching to hear that song ever since so why don't we why don't we start out with that why don't, why don't we let our first piece of music be holidays in the sun by the sex pistols okay there you go holidays in the sun by the sex pistols
There it was. Absolute classic. Uh, Sex Pistols' fourth single, as a matter of fact. It was Anarchy. Yeah, Anarchy, God Save the Queen, Pretty Vacant, and then Holidays in the Sun. I'd say the last single from the classic classic lineup, you know, because then they did some of that other stupid stuff post-breakup, like Silly yeah. Thing, and Sid had all those singles and stuff like that, but Holidays Post in the Sun. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Holidays in the Sun was the last classic, so. Hmm. So, yeah. Hopefully everybody so, knows that, but like we say, sometimes we're surprised at what people know and what they don't, right? So, uh, you you and I, 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 I've been slipping further into Neil territory lately, Neil. <laughs> I've been with people online. Yes, it's fun, isn't it? We were going to talk about that a little bit because you've, you've had some similar experiences, so... I've been writing probably more than I have for a while. I've been feeling sort of inspired. We haven't had any live shows, so I've been doing these what I'll call like live retro reviews for Punk News where I'll write about a show from 25 years ago or 30 years ago or something. Right. And, of course, it's can be a little tricky. Sometimes I'm able to I've, – I've, a couple times I've been able to have a video of most or all the show, actually, or find a set list or something. So I've been able to kind of – piece it together from memory and also use some sort of archival materials see now that that that's interesting so when you do that is it different when you see the video than you remembered it um you know not not so much huh okay i mean at least the key things um but like i did the that social distortion ramones tour from 92 and i could not i couldn't find a set list from the show i saw for either band i couldn't find video of either of either band so i had to kind of you know, you go to like Setlist FM. It's got all the Setlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of piece together at least. Like Social D was actually mis mixing their setup quite a bit, but they were always opening with Lude Boys on that tour. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was always, and and Ramones were mixing theirs up just a little bit. They'd always play like thirty three songs, but it was like twenty nine of them were always the same. You know. So, um, so so sometimes it's more complicated than ours. So I've been enjoying that, and I think most people have too. It's just kind of a walk down memory lane. For a lot of people, but I've had a couple of people just make dicky comments about them. Yeah, for and sure. Yeah. So I've been so I'm I'm almost to 450 reviews. I've I'm not been, talking about the dickies. Would you? <laughs> it's yeah, okay yeah, about but, asshole comments. But I've written almost 450 reviews. I've taken my share of abuse, lots of it. Sometimes justified, sometimes not. Mostly not, but sometimes. But a couple of people have just made snarky comments about it, and I've been ignoring it for years. And I've started to argue with these people, like, and I think people. People online are just so accustomed to just being able to be dicks without any consequences at all that I think they're shocked when somebody actually calls them out on it. Yep, it did seem that way. And I don't think it was a good use of my time, but it did make me feel a little better. I found it to be kind of cathartic. Well, that's good. Because um... I do this news I write for free. Right. It's not a pay, it's a volunteer site. I do it because I love it. I've been involved with the site for six six plus years. Um. But I, I've been slowing down, but I've just been doing these just to, I don't know, because there's no live shows. I've just been trying to do them for fun. And I've just, I don't know why I take great offense to it lately. I think it's because, literally, it's 2020. It's been a horrible year. Everybody's struggling. Why are we still going out of our way to be dicks to each other for no reason? Right. Well, that's because, I mean, a lot of, I mean, geez, I don't want to blame the younger generation, whatever that means. But it, I, I, it seems like a lot of them that's the only social upbringing they've had. Like, they haven't had the bar culture and stuff like that where you couldn't just say whatever the fuck you wanted because no, you'd get punched in the face. 
Exactly. In a lot of ways, that was a kinder society, Neil. Oh, no, it was. It was. It made you. It made you. You get all these keyboard warriors these days who don't think they have. They can just say whatever the fuck they want to whoever they want. Like, and and it and it doesn't. It's not like you're in an argument and it gets more heated. They'll they'll start off being complete assholes. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's it's funny because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. But anyway, yeah, it's it's. Well, I'll take it. I'll take it because okay, I I saw that and I know how much it it hurts you to have to do this. And so I saw it, you know. And I I jumped into because because a that's what I like to do. But the wrong word. It's more like irritated. Right. It, you know, that's like, well, it hurts your feelings. Like, no, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm calm. It's not like I'm freaking out. I'm just sick of people. Oh, no, what it is is people like to say, well, if you put yourself out there, then you have to be willing to take it. But isn't that just like, like making an excuse to be dicks to people for no reason? Okay. Like if you put yourself out there, because I, I mean, I, I get that that's the general thinking about things. I just don't know that that's the right thinking about things. No, I, I agree. And and here's what I'll say about it, because I've thought a lot about it, because I used to do. I think, I've, I think I've told everyone this. I did that skate scene, Skate in Annoy, and then we took it online. And I was doing, from very early days, from early eBay days, I was doing like an eBay watch column of what old skateboard decks were going for. And I would do a monthly thing on that, a monthly blog on that. And So you would, how, would you, how would you distribute that? Would you email it, or people would have to come see it on your... It was on the website. It was, okay. on, it was on the website, but it would literally take me, it would probably take me eight to ten hours every month to do to put it together yep. because, you know, I had to do the research on the decks yep. and stuff like that, what it was, what it what you know, and then I'd write it up in a funny way and, you know, give some history and, you know, this was their fourth graphic and this was on, you know, Santa Cruz or whatever. And so I, it took a lot of work. And... Yep. And you were doing it for nothing. You were doing it just yep. as like a public service. Yep. And you know, thousands of, uh, literally thousands of people from around the world loved it. I mean, I still get people asking me today, you know, to go back and do it again. And some people uh, raised a bunch of money for me and bought me some debt. I mean, it was, it was cool. It was really well, um, it was really well taken. And in fact, didn't we interviewed someone who remembered it, right? One mm-hmm. of our interviews. I think, Rick, I think it was Rick Johnson from Mustard Plug. Yeah. Yeah. From Mustard Plug. Yeah. So anyway, um, but it was the same kind of thing. I'd get probably one a month, two a month, people writing in being complete assholes about it. And and listen, there's a way you can do it. Okay, yeah. if you want to, if you want to give criticism and say, hey, listen, you got some information on that one wrong. It wasn't Santa Cruz. It was Kryptonics, and it should have been this graphic instead. You know, um, that's fine. Take that all day long, and I'll make the changes. And thank you very much. But if it's just someone saying, ah, you're an asshole, you should do these every other yeah. week. Hey, um, stupid. Yeah, yeah, hey, stupid. Hey, these are easy. You should pump these out uh, two or three times a month. They're really easy. All you do is go to eBay and steal some pictures and do that. And I'd be like, in the early days, I was like, well, tell you what, mate. If it's that easy, you fucking do it. You set up your website. You throw that shit together. And then soon you'll have thousands you of people watching weeks. you too. You know, but guess yeah. what? They never fucking do. Yeah. So... Well, that- so that's, that's what. Go ahead. See, that was one thing I said to the one guy. I'm like, well, the good news is I'm close to retiring on this. Yeah. And since you already know how to do it better than I do, there'll be an opportunity there for you. And then other pe- then strangers can be a dick to you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I I guess what I'm so I've got a, and in fact that's what made me stop doing it in the end, because um and and it's and, like, and, well, and I'm it, putting effort into this. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, nobody's making any money doing anything. And it's, and, and you know, I, I mean, I would hate to say it, but the same thing could happen with this podcast. Fortunately, almost everybody, I mean, really everybody 
who writes in has just been enjoying it and supporting it. But if we start getting letters every week where it's like, what are you guys doing? You're just two old dickheads sitting around talking about stupid stuff. I mean, I don't know how much of that we could take before we'd be like, you know what, screw you guys. We put a lot of, yeah. of our own personal time and effort into this, right. and, you know go piss on somebody else's parade yeah so i mean i've got kind of a blind i've got kind of a this, blind you watch you know this will get like seven negative letters <laughs> like the dicks racist yeah obviously homophobic because you let a guy say a word that we don't like and uh no but i've got a blind spot when it comes to this because uh because because of that right so and, and it's annoying so i shouldn't i shouldn't be so thin-skinned but you know you can get a hundred letters you, you can get a hundred letters telling you what you're doing is is fun as hell and they love it and then you yeah. just get the one that's that says you know you're an asshole and you should be doing this you should do it more you know you got this wrong you got that wrong yeah. and do your research better and stuff and so that's the one that sticks with you yeah and uh, it, and in the end, it, it, in the end, it just got me so pissed off that I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I I've got better ways to spend like you know eight to sixteen hours a a month on this than you know. You even have, you know, with skateboard decks. I mean, the research can't be that easy. It's not even like you have Wikipedia. I mean, I can go on Discogs and say, hey, this is the fourth album by such and such. It came out in nineteen eighty two or whatever, you know. But but the you know, there's not that much resources available to you for the other. God, no, no, there wasn't. It got to be, and that's one of the reasons why I started doing it in the beginning was because there was basically nothing out there. There's a site called Art of Skateboarding, which was done by a friend of mine that uh, that has a lot of history on it, and I would use them. But mine became, my site actually became, like, there's a couple of skateboard books, and they link to my site as being the, <laughs> as, as, you know, so as being the research. So it, it's kind of interesting. I almost became the one of the i wouldn't say one of the experts because I, I certainly wouldn't call myself an expert but um but yeah it's it, it, the, the, there, there really is nothing so it was it would be actually kind of difficult because you know i could look at i've got a really good collection of old skateboard mags i've got like every thrasher from like 82 to 98 or something like that so but i go back and look through those and look at the deck ads and stuff like that so um I, but, it, but especially in the 90s it got to be nearly impossible because in the 80s you had like your Mike McGill's and Tony Hawk's and they'd do one board and the graphic would basically last two years, you know? Yeah. But uh, in the 90s, they'd be pumping new graphics out basically every other month. Because, Limited quantity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because, yeah, because the, um, they, they weren't screening the decks anymore. I mean, so they could do them, they could turn them around real fast. So, and these skaters would come and they'd go, they'd burn out real fast. Some of the pro skaters in the 90s, they'd only be around for maybe a few months. You know, but huh. uh, but anyway, but you're right. And uh, getting back to the main story, I, I agree. Um, and my advice to anyone out there, if you're writing in and criticizing something on a free site, I would just say, come at it with A, come at it with some professionalism, and B, actually have some, like if you come at it, if, like if one of those people had come to you, Tom, and said, hey, listen, you know, thank you for putting your review up, but I think maybe you're misremembering this. Or if they'd said, you know, maybe the next time you do it, maybe put a bit more detail about the actual set list or, so, you know, something. Well, I would, but it was 25 years ago. No, but, I'm so, no, but you know what I mean. I mean, if, if they got yeah. some, some actual positive suggestions of how to make yeah. it better, rather than just saying, man, this was sh bullshit. I don't even know why I read this. I say, well, okay, in that case, don't fucking comment on but, it. Then. But the funny thing is, so you know, it's, it's I don't know what the exact breakdown is, but say, for every hundred people that read something, five people think it's shit, right? Mm -hmm. But only one person feels it's necessary for them to stop what they're doing 
and actually say that. Right. And make sure that you know that they think what you're doing is shit. Right. So I, I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's, you know, I got to tell you, it's, it's the year starting to weigh on me. I know it is. Hmm. It's just because the, it's, been a, it's been a tough year for everybody. My year hasn't been any worse than anybody else. Don't get me wrong. I'm not crying. We're okay. We're okay financially. We're okay. You know, we got space to move around a little bit. It's, it's fine. But it's just, it is starting to get to me, and it's come to my, you know, it's just starting to acknowledge the fact that, you know, school's probably going to be, if it reopens, it's going to be weird. My wife and I are finally got to the point where we try to go on a nice vacation every fall. It's like, well, that's probably not going to happen. You know, it's just, it's just starting to, everything's just starting to wear on me. My daughter blew up her car. I told you that. You know, it's just like lots of stuff going on. And it's just, and it's just like, I just felt like I didn't want to take it. And I shouldn't, and I'll probably go back to just ignoring, but for like, one week, I just wanted to argue, and it actually made me feel better. So, well, I mean, I guess I should thank them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, thank you. What's your face, you dick face? Um, Pretty much. Yeah, and I I jumped in too because that's because that's what I do. I haven't bothered to go back and see if you replied because I said everything I needed to say. See, that's the thing I do now. I actually don't go back and argue with people. Ah, uh, yeah. I'll just get or, on or there. At least not more than once a day. Don't don't you know <laughs> yeah. if you want. You know, oh no, I get on there and I say my piece exactly how I feel, and that's it. I won't go, I won't revisit it again because I oh, said exactly what I think. The one I had the argument with actually ended up uh, apologizing. Oh, we did. Oh, okay, good. That's good. So, yes, I don't have to go to his house and punch him in the face, which is disappointing. I think he lives in yeah, England, did. so you'd have a hard time doing that right now. Because <laughs> I just get the feeling that very few of these guys who are so tough online are tough in real life. I'm sure there is. I'm sure it's possible that you walk in and a guy and he's six foot six and looks like the Undertaker or something. But I bet for the most part, they have carpal tunnel and throw a football like a girl. No, I That's, think I no, I I, I think you I think they you probably find that they're actually young and they haven't had any fucking social upbringing. You know what I mean? I mean I'm old. I get winded really fast, but. I get you in the first thirty seconds. You're in big trouble. Because the because the tough guys aren't online. You know, real tough guys who are out exercising all the time and going to you know <laughs> mixed martial arts. They don't have time to be doing this shit online. I never feel good about the time I spend arguing with somebody online, and that's why I quit doing it a few years ago. I'm just like, this is not this is not a life well lived. But for whatever reason, this week I broke my own rule. So well, I anyway. think it's fine. I wouldn't beat yourself up too much. I think it's fine because, like I say, you've done fucking hundreds of these reviews, mate. You've done hundreds and. Uh, yeah, I, I know. It's one of those things. I don't I don't want to be thin skinned either. But yeah. anyway. All right, play a song, you know. Let's let's get out of here. Okay. Well, uh this goes out to that guy that wrote into Tom and the guy that used to fucking write into me. So this is uh a song by Conflict called Young Parasites.
young parasites, take it how you want to take it, fuckers. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah. Like I said, for, you know, it's like online etiquette is, we've decided that such and such a stuff is online etiquette. It's just how it, how it works. But I'm going, really, why is, why is that? Why are we, I don't know, why are we, it's been a tough year. Why are we being jerks to each other? Let's stop being jerks to each other, people. Yeah, I mean, my guide is always like I say. If you would, if you'd meet someone at the pub and just come straight up to them and say, "I think you're an asshole," and you, uh, your article sucks. Oh, cool cue over their head. <laughs> yeah, smash one of those big mugs in their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so, so that's that. Some, hey, so we got some letters of people telling us we're doing great. Should we read a couple of those? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Actually, want to read the. Uh... Well, here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. I you know. I'm I'm tying into tied into that a little bit. And the people that have said anything negative at all they've normally said it in a way like oh you know maybe you could do think about doing you know instead of talking about that band all the time maybe talk about these guys or you know everyone has been actually very cool had some suggestions about doing things and that's fine you know stand um i mean ultimately anybody who's with us this long knows that it's just a couple guys sitting around you know bsing about this or that and that's never i don't think gonna change no and the guests you know the guests tend to come in bursts and i'm sure we'll have more bursts of guests and and maybe at some point we'll have no guests for a, a month and we'll just be, you know, you and I talking about what records we got or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you let's so the thing we talked about a couple episodes ago uh was of course the death of Chai Pig. We we decided it's Chai. Right? Chai Pig, yeah. And we did get a letter about that. You wanna read that one? You want me to read sure. That? Um yeah, this comes from uh, Dustin in Saskatchewan. Um Saskatchewan. place. Yeah. Uh, so he says, hey, Tom, hey, Neil, I'm sure you heard by now Chai Pig of SNFU passed away a couple days ago. Not at all that surprising, but still unfortunate to see a soldier in the punk rock army shuffle off this mortal coil before his time. I know you both mentioned you had not yet played an SNFU song yet, but it sounded like you both liked the band at one time or another. Looking forward to hearing your stories about Chai Pig. I was lucky to see them a handful of times in the late 1990s, early 2000s. This was pre-internet for me, and I'll, I'll never forget the first time. Watching some total weirdo doing all sorts of calisthenics side stage, only to realize <laughs> it was Chai Pig getting ready to whip it up, uh, whip it all into a whirlwind of a night. He beat the bouncers with prop weapons and literally set the stage on fire with lighter fluid. It totally changed my mindset of what punk music actually was. So much more a mindset and way of life than a look or a costume. Um, do, 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 do. I'm probably too young to have earned your punk rock respect, but I grinded out every fucking day, 38 years old, working stiff. I'd wear you fuckers down in a short time. I have an old soul. <laughs> I would relish the opportunity to drink you both under the table. Well, yeah, you might be able to do that with me. <laughs> There's a kind of challenge I can get into. Yeah, you'd be able to do that with me pretty easy, I think. Um, according to the pictures on your Facebook page, Neil stole my wardrobe, laughing out loud. Camo, uh, camo, camo shorts. shorts till I die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He says, he says he has a lovely wife and two amazing kids. They both have a solid groundwork of music, starting with the Ramones, the Clash, the Misfits, and our favorite, Get Dead. Now, I, I don't know Get Dead, do you? I've never listened to them. They're a fat band. Okay, I'll have to look into those. Um, anyway, he finishes off. He, new for us. <laughs> yeah. He finishes off, had to reach out as I feel like we are friends. Thanks for turning me on to the Dead Boys. R.A.P. Chai Pig, Punk Till I Die. See you later, this side or the other. Dustin from Saskatchewan. So, uh, hey, thanks, Dustin. Thanks for writing in. That was absolutely excellent. And um, we'll have to check out Get Dead. And uh, But you know us. If we don't like them, we'll be sure to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because it seems like it's less like uh, don't like and more 
like just hadn't had time to get into you know yeah because i keep i keep i tell you the next band i need to check out i, I need to i need to listen to dillinger four i'm getting it from multiple sources that i really need to check this band out so they're on my short list i think i i, I that's going to be interesting actually because as good I mean, as i know a couple songs and I, I i thought i thought they were pretty cool so we'll, we'll see and as, as as good as Dillinger 4 were, I think a lot of bands have done stuff now in a similar vein. So you might not get as much out of them as you did if you'd listened to them like when they first started. You know what I mean? Hmm. So that'll be interesting actually to see. Um, but the, I mean, they're good. There's no doubt that they're that they're good. So anyway, that was a good letter. It's Thanks, Dustin. Interesting, you know, because you know, if a band's around for a long, long time, I think where you started to get into them is so important because I meet people. Take a band like No Effects, where I was there not exactly at the very beginning, but pretty early on. So I really love the early albums and don't really care for a lot of the later ones. But a lot of people I know who are 10 years younger than me got into them on the later albums. So that is always, it's almost like the first one you hear is always your favorite. Not always, but right. you know you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Like that entryway, you know, I mean, I know kids, God, this is embarrassing, right? I know kids who like never listened to the Misfits until like the Graves era Misfits stuff came out. Well, that's funny. And that's so that's their standard for the Misfits. Right. Like, oh, yeah, the Dancing stuff's cool, but, you know, I really like the Grave stuff. I'm like, wow. I mean, you imagine? Right. Well, they all are almost like two different bands, so it's actually not too bad. Well, you know, the reason I wrote a Misfits retro review, I actually wrote a show of seeing the Misfits in 96 with Graves, and it was really an amazing show, honestly. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was really, really good. They hadn't put out uh, Famous, not Famous Monsters, American Psycho, the first album. They hadn't put out American Psycho yet. Oh, wow. Before so, like, that. Okay. Of the 30 songs, like 28 of them were classic Misfits songs. So it was an amazing set. Like, I'd never seen them play that good of a set after that once they started putting out their own stuff. Yeah. Like, towards the end, they'd play maybe a few, like, older ones on the encore, but for the most part, they were playing all their new crap, whether that was, you know, a money thing or... So what year was that? Was that 94 or something? 96. 96, okay, because I saw them in 98 with Graves. 97. Okay. Yeah, I saw them in... I saw them in 98 with Graves, I think. Um... 98 or 99 and it wasn't a bad show i think was there a band called reach for the sky or something like that or hold the sky or something like i don't know something like that anyway they warmed up for him and uh yeah the misfits misfits were fine but uh it was at house of blues for a start so uh. and uh and then yeah graves was okay on his songs on the yeah the american psycho and uh famous monsters stuff but a lot of the classic misfits stuff he didn't seem to know the words which was weird well see i thought he did fine but like i said that, that was all they did yeah but this is a tiny little club. We I saw them in tiny, like two hundred, probably. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. It was real cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, anyway. Anyway, do you, right. want, do you want to uh, do you want to read another letter? Read a letter from our pal Bobby, who's new. I know we actually have never heard from him before, and we just got this. So yeah, because he uh, brings up a point that Neil and I may have missed when we talked about this a couple episodes ago. I did totally. Yeah. I'm catching up on your podcast and just listened to episode 55. You talked about piercings and punk, so I just wanted to share a memory. I'm in between your ages. In the late 70s, I watched a documentary about the London punk scene. Almost every person they talked to had a facial piercing of some sort, even if it was just a safety pin through their nose. One girl really stuck out to me. She had a big safety pin going from the corner of her mouth through her cheek. (laughs) Because of this, I have always associated piercings with punk. Tattoos, to me, have always seemed more hard rock. Until every pop boy on the planet started getting them. Love your show. You play great songs, and your stories make me wish I had hung out with you back in the day. Have a wonderful day and stay safe, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. He yeah. didn't. He didn't even think he could drink us under the table, Neil. I no, probably can. 
sissy. Yeah, it depends. It depends. We, we, you know, once you get to a certain age, like you can start really strong. It's finishing we struggle with at this point. Of course, we're saying he, but that could be that could, that could be a girl, right? That could probably with an eye. It might be a, it might be a woman. No, it could could it be? Yeah, it could be. I mean, geez, it might be our first female listener. <laughs> I'm listening to episode fifty-eight right now, going screw these guys. <laughs> um, but no, you know what? Bobby brings up a great point. I don't know how that slipped my mind because it's true. Back in the day, back in the seventies, um, the early London punk scene. Yeah, it was all about safety pins, and there was safety pins through your ears, safety pins through your nose, safety pins. And I know the picture. I know. I know the picture they're talking about. The one that was yeah. going through through the through the uh, through the cheek. I know exactly that picture. Um, I don't know how that slipped my mind, but it just seems like piercings today are very different than that. So, well, if she comes home with another hole in her face, I'll have to find that documentary to show it to my wife to make her feel better. <laughs> but she can, you know, what if she goes out with you to a show, she can put a safety pin in there, seeing as the holes already there, right? Yikes! Yes, sir. Um, okay, that was from Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. Let's play another song. Okay, uh, you do one. This your 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 choice, buddy. I already forgot my third song. So, uh, so okay. But actually, we're gonna we're gonna devote this to regular listener and uh, oftentimes writer of us, at least privately, our friend Richard slash Dick in the UK. Yep. And we're gonna play a hey, song Dick. that I both love. So this is the Street Dogs, which I'm sure a lot of you know. But Dropkick Murphy's first two albums they had a different singer. His name was Mike McColgan. But as the band got bigger, he was a full time fireman, or I think he was a dispatcher actually for the Boston Fire Department. So he had a good job, and he didn't necessarily want to do the band full-time. So then they got Al Barr, of course, who's their singer to this day. That would have been the like late 90s. Um, but Mike McColgan started a band called the Street Dogs after that, which were a much more part-time band than Dropkick Murphys, but a great band. As a matter of fact, I think the Street Dogs are making the albums now that Dropkick Murphys fans wish Dropkick Murphys could still make. But this is the title track from their last album, which came out a couple years ago. This is for you, Dick, Richard. Not Richard, but Dick. Wasn't that a Dead Milkman album? Anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> this is the title track from the Street Dogs last album. Uh, stand for... Stand for something. For nothing. Stand for something or die for nothing. Here you go. Breaking news. It's just in. Your local radio station reporting from the front lines of your United States municipality. The government is taking away your freedoms and liberties. They want to censure you.
street dogs there. That's it. Yeah. You're listening to me, or you're not a big street dogs guy? No, I am. Well, I think you, I think you dig them. They're cool. I no, I do. Um, they're actually the one of the few bands that I have seen opening up for another band where I actually immediately went to the back and bought a CD and bought a T-shirt. I was super impressed with them. I saw them open up for, um, who's the, oh, why is the name drop, uh, slipping from my mind? Who's the Irish band, uh, the Irish punky band? Stiff Little Fingers? No, Celtic, Celtic stuff. Like Pogue stuff. Oh, Flag Huh? Flogging, flogging Molly? Flog, thank you, yeah, Flogging Molly. I saw Flogging Molly in Chicago. What, like the Aragon or the... Yeah, it was, yeah, it might have been the Aragon. Um, and it was a St. Patrick's Day show. Would have been... Oh, yeah. Would have been uh, t- early, like, 2000 or something like that. And, See, that was uh, also... That was pretty new, too, at that point. Yeah, and, and, and I like them a lot. And anyway, Street Dogs opened up. I'd never even heard of them before. But um, I liked them so much that, uh, yeah, like I said, I went in the back and bought a T-shirt. And uh, it was, I think the first album had just come out. What's it called? In Defense of Dorchester or something? I don't know if that's the first one or not. Okay. Well, anyway, that was the one I bought and stuff. So, yeah. I'm, so... I'm not even sure. I, I only actually ever saw them one time, and it was at one of these big outdoor festival things. It was the Punk and Drublick okay. Festival. Um, because, like I said, they don't really tour... Hey, you know who plays guitar for them? Is your favorite Lenny Lashley that you uh, <laughs> this year? He's a punk rock guy too, even though he does like the folk, you know, does the folk punk thing in a solo. Yeah. Well, anyway, but, uh, so, great band. So yeah, I mean, so I liked them enough that I immediately bought bought that stuff by them. Now I haven't kept up with them because I tell you what, they are as well. They're very proficient. I mean, they put out albums like they seem to put out albums like every other year or something. Which these days they got six or eight albums out. I don't think it's that many. Seven, they do a lot of singles. Seven Hill is the first album. Seven Hill, and that's the one. It's got uh, doesn't it have In Defense of Dorchester on it. But anyway, right. Seven Hill was Seven Hill was the album, the first album that I got from like two thousand three. So it must have just they came have out. A, they have a connection to Tang Records, I know. Yeah, but they also, uh, I think, they're a lot of their recent singles and stuff have been on Pirates Press. Okay, yeah, the uh, yeah that looks right. Yeah, because they were on Hellcat for a while, right? It could be too. Yeah, I mean they've done like six or seven albums, I think, right? The original draft Murphy's albums were on Hellcat, if you remember. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then eventually they, now they have their own label, and I'm making the air quotes because it's really like a major label subsidiary kind of thing, I think. Oh, okay. So they must still move a few units. Yeah. They still draw a crowd. Their sh- their their albums don't really do much for me anymore, but their shows still can be pretty entertaining sometimes. So that stand for something or die for nothing, uh, that came out just yep. a couple years ago, right? It was definitely top five for me that year. I don't remember what year, maybe 20, 2018, it says, looking on Discogs. Anyway, so, good stuff. Anyway, yeah. So uh, back to the letters. Um, we got one, because I had said, I think, on episode 55 or something, that I'd listened to that new Lawrence Arms a couple times, and I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And uh, someone agrees with me, which was good. Uh, our good friend Josh from Iowa. From Des Moines, Des Moines. Once again, to remind people, Josh was, we've had a long-term correspondence with Josh because he was the one where when we gave our top 10 albums that you should buy if you're starting a new vinyl collection, this is the same Josh. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So Josh says, uh, hey guys, thanks for getting, oh, we got a T, he ordered a t-shirt, that's right. So he's one of yeah, the. Yeah, we're officially sold out at the moment, guys. Yeah. We're, uh, we're considering what what our next move is. Well, so, actually, sorry. I know I actually do have one medium. So if we've got someone smaller out there or you want to buy one for your girlfriend or wife or something like that well, actually have do i do have one medium left in white so there you go anyway he's, sorry what, what's that 
No, nothing. I'm just medium and white. Mental note. Yep, medium and white. Um, so he says, thanks for getting the t-shirt out so quickly. Love the live episode as well as the recent non-interview ones you have done lately. Hmm. Um, it seems like a lot of people dig the ones with just me and you bullshitting with each other. Yeah, That's we'll see how long they could stand that. Let's do a <laughs> ten in a row. I'll be like, dude, can't you get anybody on? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and and we, we and admittedly, I don't think we found exactly the right formula yet because it does seem like it seems kind of like bunches of this or bunches of that, right? Which is fine. I mean, we take we've kind of gone out of our way today to since the last two have been interviews. We just kind of said, "Well, eh, we better do one with just two of us today." Yeah, so. but I mean, guest wise, we take we take what we can get. We, you know, it's up to the guest, right? I mean, we have to be we have to work well, on their schedule. You know, and, and it's true. And the fact of the matter is, I, I I think we could get damn near anybody we wanted if we were willing to work a little harder at it. But the fact of the matter is, you know, if somebody wants to come on and, and it's easy, we just, you know, it's it's works better that way. Well, it's interesting, too. Like, we, just... we don't want this to be a job. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we have jobs. Yeah. We don't want to make it not fun anymore. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, finish. finish. Um, so anyway, he says, continuing, he says, I couldn't agree more on the recent discussion around Lauren's arms. I was into them back in the early years of the band, but the recent releases have fallen way flat for me. They're a band I want to like, but even now, going back to albums I loved at the time they were released, I just can't do it. Though the punk news world is pegging the new album as album of the year, I don't get it either. Hmm. Um, the same theme of album of the year. Would love to hear each of you your top ten for the year so far. I do echo this year has been great for new releases, although there is a reluctance to release without being able to tour that album. One additional new release that came out the same week as Lawrence Arms' release that you all should give a listen to is the Raging Nathan's oppositional defiance so that's the, that's the name of the album and you said you listened to that right now i did so he says the album is that great mid-90s pop punk sound that hits on every track thanks for all you do the podcasts are really getting me through this weird time bringing a bright spot to my week josh so thank you josh and uh actually i did check out the raging nathan's album Oppos- oppositional defiance um i had heard them before because they did that split single with the parasites um, which so the it? guy, so the guy who runs, and 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 if I'm wrong, forgive me on this, guys listening now. But Josh from the Raging Nath, Raging Nathan's is the guy who runs Rad Girlfriend Records, I think, with his wife or something. Okay. So he, uh, we should probably have him on too. They, uh, they that Rad, Rad Girlfriend does a lot of cool stuff actually. Now they're from Cincinnati, I believe, right? Uh, Dayton. Oh, Dayton. That's right, Dayton. I should know that. It's yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in Ohio. Yeah. I think Dayton. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Dayton, yeah. Um, but he also plays, I, that Josh, like, I saw the Nobodies, which I don't know if you know Nobodies, they're a cool band too, uh, 90s, dirty pop-punk stuff. Um, he was touring with them as their second guitarist. I saw him play with uh, the Dopamines as their second guitarist. Like, he, okay. like, I, I, I kind of joked him, I think. I said, like, what do you just sign bands where you want to be their extra guitar player? Because <laughs> he does a lot of that. But anyway, but I mean, he's working for a living, right? Yeah, well, it does. No, for sure. If you can make a living in the music business, exactly. man, more power to you. Um, but anyway, I did actually listen to that. I downloaded it and listened to the Raging Nathan's album, Opposi- Oppositional Defiance. Um, and I really like it. Um, it is going to go definitely in my top 10 of the year so far. Um, I've listened to it maybe three times. And it's good from start to finish. Um, I actually looked for the vinyl, but they had one vinyl release I wanted, but that one had sold out. It's like white with red splatters or something like that and that one it sold out so we'll probably just get the black or the no, actually the black had sold out too the black was limited to 200 which is interesting so i think i'll get another different vinyl color of that but i definitely want, want to support the guys and buy that album from them from uh from yeah rat girlfriend records 
So, uh, yeah, you should check that out, Tom. I think you'd like it a lot. I liked, I have one of their earlier albums, and I do like it, so I, I should check that out. Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to. I mean, you want to... Okay, so do you want to get into this a little bit right now? Just like, can you name like a top five? You want to oh, do like a top five? No, let's do it on the next show, because I've actually got a top ten. I actually gave some thoughts to this. I, right off the top of my head, I think I have six. Okay. Yeah, I came up with... I actually, I was surprised. I surprised myself. I came up with ten really easily. I've actually got I like mean, we're over halfway through the year. I suppose that's not... Yeah. And But a lot of... I mean, if we're being honest, at least a couple of them that we were talking about really early in the year are still at the top of the... Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top of the list. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. But, I I want, but let's do LPs only. Let's do... Yeah, LPs only. Yep. See, you think you can do ten easily? I mean, I've got. I'm looking at the list right now. Oof. I don't know if I can or not. I, I mean, I've got twelve I mean, on the if, list, if, and I can if, kill if two I do, of them. If I do ten, Neil, I'm probably gonna have to do a couple of thrash metal ones. Okay, well that's fine. Which I know you hate. Well, my number one is my number one's gonna be Morrissey, so that's fine. <laughs> that's true. That's like the the exact polar opposite of thrash metal. <laughs> yeah, it it is, it is. But uh, yeah, great album. So yeah, I I I came up with. Yeah, like I said, I came up with like twelve or thirteen. I kill. I mean, I had nine, nine, nine on mine originally, but I killed that one. So that one didn't make my top ten. So hmm. yeah. Well, let's let me read one more letter, and then you can play a song. And right. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. Then we're we're out of. We're officially uh, at that point scriptless. No, we got. Some, yeah, just, we'll yeah we'll just have to. But I just I, I think it's cool. So I've sent stickers. So I still have stickers. So if you don't, if you want some stickers, keep sending us your address. You can either send it to our email at punktillidie77 at gmail or gmail.com, or you can just message us on uh, the Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook if you private message us. Yeah, and, and also, uh, you know, we have we have presence on Instagram, too. I actually did put some stuff up on our Instagram. So. I, I must admit, I have not even looked at that yet. I don't even think I followed on my personal account, so I guess I better get to, get to work yeah, on you should that. Yeah, you should probably follow it. Yeah, so it's just <laughs> Punk Till I Die on Instagram. My kids use Instagram, yeah. and I just go on there and like their pictures to boost their self-esteem. That's literally the only... I, I, I don't have anything against it, but I never got in the habit of using it. Yeah, I, so. I, I, I look at it pretty much as uh, on, as much as I do on Facebook. And actually, that's how I got the Godoys. They're not on, they don't have a Facebook presence at all. They're only no, Instagram. I can hardly stand to look at that either. Um, so, okay, but just, just to get it out there so people don't get confused in case they're sending it to the wrong address and wonder why they can't get through to us, it's uh, punktillidie77 at gmail.com. And punktillidie as a whole, it's got two L's. Till yes. has got two L's. So yeah. if you're just sending it to the email address with one L, you're not gonna get yeah. I don't know where that's going, but it's not going to us. So it's it's punk till I die with two L's at, at till. Um and I sent a ton of stickers out like early on. Like the first couple of weeks it was big blasts out every Saturday or whenever I could get them out. I did send a couple more out this weekend, one to Illinois and one to one to Illinois, I think by uh near like uh U of L U of I. I think, yeah, somewhere downstate, yeah. Yep, and then some to Australia. There you go, more convicts getting stickers. So free. Yeah, well, it's funny because we do. There's definitely some people listening in Australia. Yep, and we do have and and South Africa. I sent some, and this one is just a real quick one from our buddy Piers in uh, Greece. Greece. Greece, right? Yeah. I think he might have been. I can't remember if he was an. I think he might have been an expat, an English expat or something. I can't remember. We've got letters from him before. Anyway, hi guys. Thanks for my stickers. They took their time. One is stuck in the back of my dirty truck and looks great. I think I'm the only punk on the island, but never mind. I'm loving the Lippies album you put me on to. Are they working on another album? It reminds me of Tilt. I love female fronted bands. Keep it up, guys. Piers in Sifnos. 
I bet it's gorgeous I don't know. there, man. I, I, I bet I it's gorgeous. Go, I gotta, actually got to go see uh, Cole. I, I haven't been really keeping track of any of the local punks. Like, we had him on the show, obviously, and I talked to him, but I, I just haven't. There hasn't been any shows or anything, so there hasn't been much socializing going on. I actually had to go out of my way to stop it. Well, well I hope, so you wished I him, hope you wished him happy birthday because it was his birthday yesterday. Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, middle-aged like the rest of us. So give him his T-shirt, man. Give him his T-shirt as a birthday yeah, present. I'll, get a, I'll, I'll try him this week. Yeah. His son has My son doesn't quite drive yet, Um, but he, he's got this little girlfriend who lives like 40 minutes away. Oh, is that still going on? Yeah. That, so that, that, like that had a, just started when I when I was visiting the other yeah. the other week. That was that yeah. was just beginning. So yeah, they're. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's a big pain in the ass. But I, I, I think, I, I, I mean, he, he's going to get his driver's license, and it's not like I'm just going to let him shoot down there every every day, right? I don't know. Anyway, whatever. These are these are you know middle aged people with grown up kid problems. I won't. Huh? I won't bore you. Why don't you play us a song, Neil? Okay. Um. I am okay. So this is interesting. Um. 80s American hardcore band from the West Coast. Did you ever... You probably have heard Shattered Faith, right? Yes. Okay. They were DC, right? No, Shattered Faith were West Coast, I believe. Pretty sure. Well, sh- Faith was DC, of course. Yeah, Faith was DC, uh, but Shattered Faith were definitely West Coast. I mean, I, I think I don't have anything by them. Okay. So they were on Posh Boy. And the interesting thing about them... Yeah, they're from Huntington Beach formed by Kerry Martinez. That's a name from the scene. Um, formed in 78. The interesting thing about them is most bands, most American hardcore bands at the time, was going about Reagan. Hated Reagan, you know, right? Shattered Faith actually were just the opposite. Really? Yeah. They liked Reagan? <laughs> the, the first... Like Johnny Ramone was their hero? <laughs> the, first EP, the first EP was called I Love America from 81. Hmm. Um, and they actually have a song about, uh, yeah, they actually have a, a song about Ronald Reagan on there after he, after he got shot, you know, after that guy tried to assassinate him hmm. and wounded him and stuff. It wasn't Hinkley had a vision. No, it wasn't <laughs> Hinkley had a vision. They, they could have fought with the crucifix, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, you know what? I dig that. And you know what's cool? What's different about then compared to today? If some band tried to do that today, they'd get run out of the scene. They'd be banned. They wouldn't be allowed to play anywhere, you know, shit like that. But shattered faith you'd see them on the name on all the flyers along with all the other bands you know and that's it's that's the way it should be everyone's it's funny yeah they didn't try to run them out of the scene yeah no not at all i mean everyone's entitled to their own opinion right fuck i mean whatever um but anyway i'm gonna play a classic by shattered faith um off their first ep this oh actually actually you know what maybe it's not off the first ep but it's definitely off their first album. Um, this is the song Right is Right from uh, Shattered Faith from 1981. Yes, we lost the battle. Without a fight, no one knows if right is right. 
So there, absolutely classic American there, early hardcore song. Um, and, you know, people today would say, that's not hardcore, that sounds more like punk rock to me. Um, and actually, I want to go off on a rant about that in a second. Um, but yeah, song was right is right. And yeah, that's got I Love America, Reagan in 81. <laughs> and then another couple of songs. Yeah, this is six track, mm. six track EP, I believe. Yeah, it's funny. I know that I know that band, but yeah, I, I that's probably why they probably get kind of... Uh glossed over in history because of their politics yeah so i actually have the original posh boy single which i don't know how much that's worth these days it's probably worth something about 30 bucks or something but anyway hmm. yeah it is a weird it is a weird ideology right now because because punk has become so sort of center left politically just like sort of settled for that for whatever reason yeah. it would be funny you know if a band and I'm not saying this because it's my own personal belief, but it would be funny if a band came out pro-Trump because in a lot of ways, I think you could argue, politics aside, that that is a much more daring, much more, you know, you got to have a pretty big balls to do that at this point, right? I mean, that would, in some ways, would be more punk rock. Uh, because sure. yeah, because sure. punk rock has become such a mainstream, you know, politically so mainstream, right. which I've recently expressed my disappointment in, even to the Godoy Yeah. You know, like I said, not not showing any support for the president myself, but I'm just saying that would take some that would take some stones, man. Oh, that would that would take some enormous balls. I, I think you get I think you get shushed out of the. I mean, you'd never be able to do anything big. I mean, you you'd be shut out basically. Yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah, be an interesting thing. Even a, no matter how good you were. Yeah, if someone tried to do that though, that would be interesting. I'm sure there probably is, right? But I don't uh, know. but we we haven't heard of them because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just be think you just keep your head down. I mean, maybe like wasn't it? Because what was like in in the L.A. area wasn't Orange County like always traditionally very conservative politically? Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, right? I think it's pretty well off, isn't it? O.C. Yeah, I yeah. think so. So yeah. that maybe you could get away with it down there. Yeah, so be like the new Reagans. Yeah, um, be like this song is about how bad Jimmy Carter sucked. <laughs> And how Ronald Reagan had to save the country in 1980. Well, that's pretty much what Shattered Faith do on that, on that, yeah. on that, on that single. Um, so, yeah, just playing off of that a little bit. So I was listening to another new album, which is actually really good. It's a it's a um, album by the band Starving Wolves. I don't know if you do you know them. Uh, yeah, there was a Ricky Frankel was loved loved that band. He was a big early pusher of that band. Yeah, so they they actually just released an album just like just like last week or something called True Fire, and um, and it's got I mean famous people in it. I believe I, a lot of the bands they're in I don't I don't know to tell you the truth, um, but I know it's almost like a Sniper sixty six whoever that is and uh, the Bulimics and I don't know some people from other bands. Um, 66 was more like a classic kind of like boy punk band, weren't they? Oh, I don't know. Don't Maybe know. not. Yeah, I don't it know. But uh, anyway, um, I'm listening to it and I'm digging. I'm digging the guitar. And I'm digging the songs as well. But the singer has got that stupid, stupid hardcore voice. 
when he sounds like, you know what I mean? Um, hmm. And it just gets to be like, listen, just try singing the songs. You're trying way too, it sounds like you're trying way too hard to put on that stupid voice. Hmm. And, you know, like if you meet him in person, is he like, hi, nice to meet you. How you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's great to meet you. My name is Josh. You just sing, sing the damn songs. The songs are great. And just, you don't need to do that all the time to prove anything. Just, anyway, that's, like... The, when they use, like, the professional wrestler voice between songs. Exactly. The song is about <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I don't know if that you. The song is about how bad Jimmy Carter sucked. <laughs> My poor old Jimmy Carter's getting it from us today. He's, um, like, 95. He's done, literally done nothing but good since right. he's been president. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, anyway, that's just someone that personally bugs me, so... Uh, but it's a good album. I'll tell you what. It's a good album, and that very well could make my albums of the year. Because it's... Uh, the songs are great. If you can get hmm. past the stupid voice. Sounds hmm. like a... Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. So, uh, talking about records, what stuff have you bought recently, Tom? Uh, it's been a while since we've talked about shit that we've bought. So, uh, I know you've bought some stuff. Tell, tell us all about it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I, you know, I got some some singles. Like, I got the... Just weird stuff. Like, I got the Sloppy Second Where Eagles Dare single where they have Bobby Steele, former misfit Bobby Steele play on it, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. I got the get hip version. Um, yeah. Cause that been... original goes for hundreds of dollars, right? Well, the original is on toxic shock. I don't even think it's that bad, but I'm not sure. And I, so I've been just a lot of weird stuff like that. I got the queer surf goddess EP, just like a four song, seven inch. I think I already talked about, I got the broken bottles, the first broken bottles. album. love that so much. Uh, want to get the new one, but I tell you what, the newer one, which came out in 2008, is really expensive like this guys you can't even get it the only really way good way to get it is right from batsgates well that's the best way to get it because he'll send you a whole bunch of other shit too because yeah. batsgates rules I'll tell you what yeah i, I you know I, I almost wonder if we ought to have the brother on yeah i think that would be cool actually uh, i think he's a skateboarder of course which you love and he played yeah. he played in broken bottles right he played guitar or something yeah and before he was in broken bottles they were in the dogs right where the we dogs, got that album yeah. from hostage i mean uh That's, yeah yeah it's dog song yeah help our buddy Jason now promote his stuff a little bit more yeah no anyway sorry we're once again showing you how the sausage is made folks yeah no that's that's cool um, um but so yeah i got that i got um the last lp i bought was actually um i just got the no effects frank turner split which I know that probably doesn't sound very attractive to you, but do you remember in 2002 when No Effects and Rancid did a full-length split? Not particularly, no. 2003, 2002, I think. I love that album so much. It's like uh, Rancid does like Vanilla Sax and uh, just all like the real early, uh, Don't Call Me White, The Bruise, like all the classic No Effects stuff. Okay, yeah. No Effects does great versions of like uh, Radio, what's the standing on the corner of 52nd Broadway uh, you know anyway they do all those classic rancid songs like early rancid songs and it's just a great full length split a little bit of a novelty obviously because it's rancid doing six no effects songs and no effects doing six rancid songs but it's a really great album so I was really excited about this full length split between no effects and Frank Turner even though Frank Turner's a folker kind of a folk punk guy but it turns out I actually like his side of the record Quite a bit, eh, not quite a bit, but a little bit better than No Effects. There's your, there's your Lenny Lashley coming out, see? Yeah, you well, it's Lenny funny Lashley. because as far as you don't know who Frank Turner is, just because he's such a proud Englishman, you know? Well, I know the, I know the name. <laughs> I know the name for sure, but I couldn't say I could pick him out of a lineup. You know? Songwriter, but he's he's a folk punk guy, you know? <sighs> um, 
That's enough. But he does these covers and no effects on this album. Yeah. Where it's um like he does one of their songs as like a kind of like a Depeche Mode style dance song and it really works well. Huh. And he does this other one sort of like a gothy swans thing and it really works well. So anyway, it's it's pretty cool. And then I ordered a bunch of stuff from Fat Rack, which I know you did too. Because they were doing a sale like a couple weekends ago where they were selling LPs for like nine, ten bucks. Yeah, it was nine, yeah, um, nine, nine bucks, I think, yeah, for the yeah, album. So, so. But I actually got a couple of them that were full price because they weren't on sale. But I ordered uh, the first two Face to Face albums on vinyl, which I always had on CD, which I love. I know you're not a big Face to Face guy either, are you? Oh, uh, they're okay. I liked uh, when they had that comeback album a couple of years ago that sounded like The Clash, and I went to see them on that tour and stuff like that. They were okay. I don't, I don't mind them. I don't I'm mind. Sorry, them. I did get the first two. I actually got the second and third. The first one was sold out. The first one was Don't Turn Away. So I got the self-titled and the Big Choice albums I got on vinyl. I got the Masked Intruder album, which I had on CD, the first the first one. First one, yeah. For nine bucks. And then I got one other one. I can't remember what. Oh, the newest Teenage Bottle Rocket. I hadn't bought that yet. Yeah. That was, uh, what the heck is it called? Uh, What's it? Stay Rad. Stay Rad, yep. yes, yes. Yeah. So that's supposed to be here on Thursday. Well, don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause, cause, well, okay. it's, yeah, I know. Because you told me. I always start it. I always tell you, Neil, never go for the expedited shipping because, yeah, it doesn't mean they get it in the mail right away. Well, so you, well, here's the thing. Okay, so you told me about that sale, so I jumped on yep. it immediately too because nine bucks is amazing for an album, right? So I went yeah, on the this. Shipping, the regular shipping for four albums for me. Now I didn't do the expediting, just medium mail. It was like six bucks. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Four albums. That's actually really good for four albums. All right. Well, we'll, well, we'll see because the luck I've had, or not luck, I've had with get, things being sent media mail. It's taken a good three weeks to get to me, and so mm. I don't want to do that anymore. So I actually, for the, I bought two albums. Hey, on. What to make? You have enough records to listen to. You'll be fine. No, I don't want to be. I no. You know what it is? I can't. Uh, I get frustrated at the United States Postal Service. I get completely because there's no reason for it. And if I want them, I want them. And, uh, you know, and well, especially because, I mean, yours are getting delivered to your house. I mean, I live in an apartment building with a completely open vestibule. And so they just mm. leave the packages in there. So they, it could have been stolen. So I want it as soon as I can in my hand. Right. So um, do you think that the weed smoking, bacon <laughs> cooking, multi-generational family below you is going to steal your records now? No, but I think that anybody else can wander in from the street while <laughs> while they're buying said weed. Next time I'm in Skogie, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come a day early and I'm just going to wander through your vestibule and steal your, yeah. <laughs> steal your records. But no, it's the, it's the people that are coming and going all day buying the weed. That's the that's the problem. Right? Ah, yeah. gotcha. So, um, but anyway, so I ordered two things. I ordered the Teenage Bottle Rocket covers album. Um, you know, where they just do all Which the covers. Which is solid. It, grew, it yeah. grew on me. I, d- yeah. I actually didn't love it at first, but it grew on me. Yeah, it's good. And I also bought, so, uh, geez, I'm blanking on the name now. That Australian band that uh, Ricky Frankel turned us on to. Clowns? Yeah, Clowns. Yeah, they had their album on there for like nine bucks. And I really cool. like that album. In fact, that's made my that's made my top ten, I think, for this year. I think it was. was it? No, it had to be last year. Actually, it was. Yeah, you're right. It didn't. Yeah, that's right. It didn't make my 2020, but it would have. It made my 2019, I think. Um, Doesn't that suck when you miss a record the whole year? Like I've had that before. I, yeah. Like at the end of 2018, I'll buy a record that came out two months earlier, and I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, this is so good!" And then you spend the entire next year listening to it. And yeah. You, the big one for me is City Mouse. Man, I always they, I've never had one of their albums make my top ten, but I freaking love that band. Um, well, I was, I'm, I'm, anyway. the, I'm the same now with with uh, with fucking territories. Like I would have, I would have put yeah, that yeah, album as album of the year, but it's 2018, you know. Yeah, that but, was on my top ten. But anyway, so I ordered those two albums, 
and oh jesus i hate it. a for a start fat wrecker clearly don't have their shit together as well as um as well as pirates press do because pirates you know, it, it's funny you say that because this is a huge label they have their shit together you know i mean you don't get to be as big as fat wreck is without with being a total disaster they didn't ship know? they didn't ship it for almost two weeks i'm sorry you should if you got your shit together you I, should I, be sent them an e- I sent them an email and said you know what screw this guy <laughs> he needs to learn patience i'm trying to teach him a lesson can you help me out so what i did so i owed yeah so i did i did expedited shipping right um because yep. they supposedly will guarantee two to three day but i'm still fucking waiting right so um so you paid so you paid how much for your shipping i think i paid like i think it was like eight bucks or something like that for two oh, albums that's still not too bad no it's not no it's not too bad it was only two albums was like versus tw- four like it was it was double for me it was double yeah Actually, but I'm so glad because, yeah, they don't send them. It's like, well, that'll get you there faster. But, yeah, if they're not picking them the same day, I would think an operation that big would be, you know, try to get them out within 24 hours. But maybe, you know, maybe the sale kind of buried them, too. So I, had, I ordered some stuff from from Alternative Tentacles, did this huge sale. I think we actually talked about this really early first in the episode, day as we started I think. this podcast. Yeah, first They episode. were doing, like, CDs for a dollar. Well, well. So I ordered like twenty something of them, mm-hmm. and I ended up getting—I think I ordered like twenty-two of them. I ended up getting like twenty-six of them because for every one they didn't have that I ordered, they just put two different ones. Hmm. So I just got this huge box of CDs, but it literally took like two months. Mm-hmm. And the box is still in the corner, not opened, right? <laughs> uh, I maybe have opened half of them. Um. So okay. So this but is. I, but I, I, I maybe opened half of them for like I, my wife and I were going on a, a car trip. So I opened like half of them to bring along, but I'm like, oh, she's not gonna like that. Oh, she's not gonna like that. But you know, stuff that was like. Like the dicks and stuff that's a little easier to listen to. I I opened. So I mean, I'll... wait. That's our word of the day, isn't it, Neil? Dick. That's yeah. our word of the day. Being a dick, being treated like a dick, listening to the dicks. I you know what? I'm coming to hate the United States Postal Service. I thought you were gonna say you're gonna hate you hate the dicks. I was gonna be like, screw you, dude. They're kill from the heart album rules. Hate the dicks was not the name of one of the songs. Um, I hate the police. Um, I know I was being funny. Uh, <laughs> well, in that the, case, ha ha. United States Postal Service. So get this: in transit, Saturday, August first. Expected delivery Friday, July thirty-first. So somehow they're going to come back and deliver it in a time machine, I guess, because <laughs> expected delivery <laughs> is before they're in, still in transit, and it's been in transit for over a week, and I paid for expedited shipping. So fuck the United States Postal Postal ah. Service. You know well, what? Like as the far Postal as... Service in Britain is so great, Neil. No, what's uh, better know, though? That's the no, problem. You know, Who's you know, got a better post office? You know what's better? Amazon. Amazon gets me shit next yeah. fucking day. Well, Neil, I couldn't, I mean, I got to say, though, because I was sitting on my couch this morning, I don't know what time, 10 o'clock or whatever, and the Amazon person rolls up with the record. Exactly. And and the, the thing that, it did irritate me a little because I pre-ordered it, and it came out Friday, and I didn't get it till Sunday. I, 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 I wish they could coordinate, once again, first world problems. We sound like babies, but I wish they wish they'd get on the release date. Of course, I had a, I had a the files for it anyway i've been listening to it for two weeks but anyway but anyway you know it just it just irritates me so much bloated government institution versus you know i don't know amazon's got its problems believe me i know it's a, run by an asshole and all that stuff but what they do they believe in customer service and they get their They're shit out yeah. they, you but get I, I, you get I it when you expect to, it. i refuse to i refuse to insult the post office i still think it's a great institution. I, I think they're doing a great job. Do Especially I, you, Mike, down there in Florida. Well, I, I don't blame... You might think you're a jerk, but I, I like you. I don't blame the postal the postal guy that brings <laughs> it to my house. He's not the one I blame. Yeah, I, I, it's I, the I, whole bloated infrastructure they've got, which is incredibly inefficient. Well, it, it, it's the old, you know, no competition thing, you know, makes, makes yep. for strange, strange work. Anyway. Anyway, so I don't know what I'm going to get. Of, there's lots of government institutions that I would absolutely love to blast. I just think post office to me is one of the 
you know, one of the better ones that I actually appreciate. Better? Basically, yes. basically, they don't know where this where my package is. They basically have no idea. It's somewhere between LA and here. It's, it's all part of Operation Screw Neil. Well, fuck them. <laughs> Half a century we've been doing this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, no, hold, third... hold on oh, a second. Yeah, no, go hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta tell you what else I bought recently because you, oh, okay. you, you yeah, went yeah. over your stuff. So let's see. Um, I bought a couple of Creepshow albums. Creepshow, like the uh, the bands for the Psychobilly band from Canada. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I got one in the first album. I think I got it was white, and then the second album I got in purple. Um, then I got a Morrissey compilation album called Swords, which was all B-sides and um, unreleased tracks, which is fantastic. Uh, that was, I think I just got that a couple days ago. Actually, I've been waiting like three weeks for that. Thanks, United States Postal Service. <laughs> and then I got two on the way from Europe. So this one is, f actually, no, one of them is from the States. I'm sorry, but it's a French release. So... Uh, Two Boy Army. I had you play one of their songs early on when we were doing that swap album thing. Okay, yeah. Um, yep. That was so, Gary Newman's. Yeah, Gary Newman's band before he did yep. his solo stuff. So is similar sound, kind of. Yeah. So uh, the big one that everybody knows is um, well, Cars obviously was the Gary Newman one, right? Yeah, yeah. And then um, our friends Electric was a huge hit in England off the second Two Boy Army album. But I've actually gone yeah. back to the first one. The first album they uh, they did was a, had a bit more electric guitar in it. It's a bit punkier. Um, but eh, funny story. Uh, so in '79, summer of '79, I went. My friend up the road, uh, his family did a did a house swap. They used to do that with with families in Europe. They did a house swap with a French family. And basically, like we, vacation. yeah. Uh, so we basically did, we went to live in these people's house in France, and they came and lived in Wallasey for a for a month. Hmm. Um, so a month. Yeah. So Spud invited me to go. So in the middle of France, in the middle of summer, it sounded great. We were sixteen. It sounded awesome. So we went. Unfortunately, it wasn't. It was a city called Angoulême, which is right in the middle and not very particularly well known. So we went there, um, drove through Paris on the way. It was pretty cool because we took the we took the boat and drove. Oh, so you went with his family? You went I went, with yes, I'm family. sorry. I went. Yeah, I didn't okay. explain that well. I went with his family. His family did the okay. swap. So I was staying with his family. But anyway, and was... then later his parents did some wife swapping, and that didn't turn out as well. <laughs> but that's a different story for a different day. Right? There's actually another funny story about that. But we'll yeah another for another day. Um, <laughs> but anyway, there was one record store in town, and. Uh, we went there one day and it was a typical, it would be like punky kind of, but very cool new wavy kind of record store in a very French way. You know, there's like mm. guys with berets outside smoking. All, you, you all thought that they were looking down on you. Smoking clove cigarettes because they were. But anyway, they had this first two boy army there. It was brand new, 79. And it was very, very limited edition in blue vinyl. Mm. And it was probably like 10 francs or whatever it was back then. And I was like, should I get it? Should I get it? Should I get it? And I walked out without buying it. And I've regretted it ever since. 40 years later, you've been haunted, so you had to go buy it. Exactly. I actually found the, the that release on Blue Vinyl, which was super limited. I think it was on Beggar's Banquet, I think. Mm. And yeah. um, anyway, I found it. And it wasn't that expensive on Discogs, so I ordered it. So that's on the way. So again, United States Postal Service. Who knows when I'll get that. Where was it from? Um, it actually... There was a whole bunch of French ones, obviously, but then I actually did find it from some guy in the States. So <laughs> I, I, yeah, he was probably house swapping with a family in France and <laughs> actually spent swapping. the 10 freaking francs and bought the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe. So anyway, you, know, you got... didn't get any plastic, plastic Bertrand while you were there? <laughs> no, I should have done, right? 
I should have done. Yeah. Um, so that's on the way. But then I also ordered something else from France, uh, which is funny. I got this whole French connection going on. Um, the first uh, Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers, the classic album, LAMF. Yep. Uh, I don't want to get into a huge story, but anyway, the, the, the British press, the, uh, the mastering was terrible. It sounds really muddy and shitty and stuff like that. And, uh, but anyway, supposedly the French press was supposedly much, much improved. So um, I looked up so you're how much. That's the case. I, I looked up how much the French press would cost, and actually it wasn't that expensive at all. But you just got to pay for shipping from France, right? Mm. So um, I've got that coming, and I also ordered something else from this French store at the same time because I figured if I was ordering, yeah, paying for pay shipping for, for one, I may as well get to get yeah. something else I wanted from there. And actually, the price wasn't bad. So so what is okay? What's what's it cost to ship an LP from France? Like twenty five bucks? Um, I think it was yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Because it it's amazing. Even to send a 7-inch from Canada to the U.S. is like 10 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's barely... barely I mean, I, I only... A lot of the things that I'm looking for, like those little Boris Sprinkler singles and some of the Sloppy Second singles and stuff, they are mostly in Europe. It's hard to find them in the U.S. So that's why I always just kind of... I Unlike yourself, I just try to be patient. Just, oh, as soon as one pops up, you know, I'll hit it. But, yeah, I, I pretty much refuse to order things from outside the u.s just i'm, try, I, I, I'm trying to make Amer i'm trying to make america great again neil and just so everybody knows he, <laughs> he, he he makes out like he's this he's super patient guy every day every day we were like texting each other and he's like this album's not here yet god damn it <laughs> the guy left again and he's not here yet and i'm trying to Come track on, it neil, it, it my, doesn't show anywhere my, my zen like uh <laughs> yeah mr zen <laughs> well what can i tell you i blame it on you you wind me up yeah All i right. guess so so it's uh yeah play another song did i pick a third one no you didn't so well, I have a third one, so if I, I can play my third one, if and then you can think about it if you want. Well, you know what else I did get, Neil? And I want to I give a shout-out to these guys again anyway. Of course, we, we've, we're have we friendly with the guys from Pirates Press, but one of the things they've been doing, you and I have talked about how picture discs are such pieces of garbage. Mm -hmm. So they've been doing these 12-inch singles where they basically will print one side of it, but it's like this laser printing, so you don't actually play the printed side, but they're really nice. So I did get the new like Slackers single from them and uh, the double live album now i've never been a huge third wave of ska fan but i've given i'm giving this thing a spin it's definitely enjoyable it's sort of i think that the reason i never got into ska is because it's like good feeling music and i prefer my music to make me feel bad you're a miserable twat exactly <laughs> so anyway that was the other thing i got so anyway yeah yeah play a song and i'll and we'll come back and try to impart some words of wisdom on our lovely listeners and i'll try to figure out a song okay so i'm gonna go back actually to what we were talking about before um michael graves uh, fronted misfits because they actually mm. had some great fucking because songs you're basically doing this just to what be supportive of his recent political statements <laughs> well not so much because it's the misfits not his solo <laughs> stuff but still um so this is off uh what year did famous monsters come out it was like 98 uh, i think famous monsters was the second one right yeah so that's been like 99 or something like that okay anyway this is uh this is the misfits with saturday night <laughs>
<laughs> there, you, there you go. That was Tom doing his version of Saturday Night for you. Um, I love that so song. So was that an original song? Was that like a cover of an old song? No, I believe that's an original song. And that's what's great it about it. It definitely has that like 50s drive-in vibe, right? It's got a very 50s vibe, and that's why I love it. They, You know, they did that terrible covers album, right? Um, oh, that Project 1950? Oh, that was horrible. Yeah. But uh, Saturday nights, I think, you know. 99, you know. 99, famous monsters came out. But anyway, Saturday Night is an awesome. I mean, there's a couple of really great songs. Scream is great on that album, and Saturday Night is great on that album. So so there you go. That was the uh, Michael Grave-led Misfits with uh, Michael Grave. It's it's interesting, Michael Grave's recently, because this is a guy who, I don't know, he's got to have a job, right? He's not making a living playing music anymore. And the reason uh, he's been on my mind and the reason I wrote that, misfits retro reviews because he did a social media i don't know if it's facebook or twitter or whatever had sort of a meltdown he's a conservative like politically conservative guy but he made these kind of bizarre statements i don't remember what it was but it was definitely it was you know provocative like conservative thought but then he said something about oh he's like you know you're welcome for us creating the western world or something yeah he did that's right yeah he said he he said he's a proud western chauvinist i think he said proud boy which, okay, the creating the Western world thing, I think that's sort of funny, actually. I mean, I don't know if he really believes it or not, but then the Proud, because I think the Proud Boys, I think that does have like a nationalist kind of it's overtone. A, it's, certainly like alt, a, it's certainly alt-right. I mean, everyone else will throw the word around, na- Nazi around. I don't know if it's Nazi, but it's certainly well, alt-right. Think, yeah. Well, I'd love the term alt-right, too, because I think alt-right a lot of time is anybody who doesn't believe exactly the same thing we do if you're further right than us we're going to call you alt-right right because i always hear about all these alt-right people but i live among a lot of very conservative people and none of them are alt-right they're just conservative people well, what you know does what that mean? mean alternative right what the hell does that even mean they uh, listen to alternative like music sort, what? <laughs> i think it's a, sort of a disparaging term yeah but i mean listen the right does the same thing the left you know we we we, we disparage people that we don't agree with ultimately I think the uh, I think the good always call them fucking commies. I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and you know, but, but like I said, you know, I listen, man. Who, who wants, you know? I don't think Nazis should feel safe marching down the street in this country. They ought to fear for their freaking skin too. You know, I, I don't like either of the extreme. Well, yeah, well in, but in, on that case, and neither should the communists. Then. You know, I agree. I agree, but I, I think uh, for for whatever reason, the younger generation has really romanticized communism and. And they won't, they might not call it communism, but they like the ideals of it. But the fact of the matter is, talk to anybody who grew up in that system, how much of a hurry they are to get back to it. Yeah. I mean, we've, we talked about that before when I was given that Ignite story that one time. And just to remind everybody, Stalin killed like 20 million of his own people. So yeah. let's yeah, not, they're, they're, let's, you know, let's not, let's not over romanticize the communists. It's been a long time since, you know. Uh, that hasn't, you know, it's like we've got a generation that doesn't really remember that. Oh, there's a generation that doesn't know anything about history. That's the scary yeah, thing. Or yeah. Oh, now we're sounding like old creeps. All right. Write and tell us how much you hate us. Well, it's sounding like I'm old telling. creeps at all. You just said that Michael Graves said he's a... Uh, he's, uh... Yeah, and I, I just, it's funny. Well, the thing is, you know, so, so cancel culture, you know, everybody's like, but I'm like, what are you going to take away from this guy? It's not like he's getting rich playing music, right? It's not right. like this guy's packing the house of blues i mean he's I, I went on disc guys i was shocked that he's actually put out a ton of solo albums and he does still tour like doing like acoustic tour singing gold misfit songs and stuff but i'm like i mean what kind of rooms is this guy playing well hold on a second though i sent you that clip of them playing and him playing in mexico city 
and they were basically doing. It seems like they were doing all of that uh, famous monsters album. And was he doing like a was it like a full album like Electric Band? It's yeah, and the band the band sounded way better than the Misfits. <laughs> sent me that? Huh? I didn't. I I guess I don't. I Dude, you'll See, be you'll be amazed. They sound so much better than the Misfits do. I mean, they hmm. they do those songs, I guess, the way they're supposed to be played, and they actually Instead sounded really good. Dancing. And the play- here dancing with his blown out voice and his heavy metal drummer, or, or better than when Jerry Only was trying to sing it. Um, wow. That's a given. And he was, but they were playing a, a place in Mexico, and the place was packed, dude. The place oh. was packed. Was it big? It would look. It looked big in the video. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to insult our South American friends, but I, maybe they don't quite have as much to do as we do. Uh, maybe not, but uh, I'm ser- serious. I mean, this actually but, you know, was pretty impressive. In South America. Ramones were huge in South America. Right. Like playing 10,000 seat places, like where here they were doing 2,000 seats, you know? Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's, I mean, I think he did kind of take it too far. It's like, what are you doing? Like you're trying to like, like what is, you know, but I guess, but the thing I will say is he's back in the news. Yeah, there's the old there's the old thinking that any publicity is good publicity, right? Right, for sure. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you thought about Michael Gra- Mikhail Graves? It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, how do you pronounce that anyway? Because it's, it's a weird spelling, Mikhail. isn't it? Like Mikhail Gorbachev. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Does he have a big thing on his head like uh, good old Gorby did? No. Is, is he, he making st- the is he making like the OK sign? Because I guess that's like oh. white supremacist or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't keep track of all the stuff we're not allowed to do anymore. You know, I right. I made that joke and I probably made the joke on the show about how it must be exhausting to, you know, not be willing to do business with anybody. You have to carry around like a notebook of places. you. Oh, we can't go to that restaurant chain. They donated to someone I don't like politically or we can't get a tattoo at this parlor because the owner said something off color on Twitter in 19... 19- 75 or whatever you know it's just uh it's exhausting yeah the you know, owner, it's exhausting. The, the owner touched someone's butt once 25 years ago so exactly. you know we can't we can't eat there anymore um you know did you just talk about jokes did you just make talk about a comedian or something i don't know i was actually not, not... i was actually thinking we might have a punctual i die joke of the week at the beginning of every episode oh, boy, so we can tell speak. dad jokes. that's I what it was dad jokes it was dad jokes right yeah oh dad jokes i was yeah. gonna say we're gonna do punk joke we're gonna be losing a listener a joke yeah <laughs> I've, I've got, I've got, I've got one for you. <laughs> right, what you call ahead. a zoo with no dogs? I, I don't know, Neil. What do you call a zoo with no dogs? A shit zoo. <laughs> there you Jeez. go. That's our, wow. That's our dad joke of the week. You can thank me for later for that one. I, I will, I will thank you later. <laughs> what do you think of Under a song yet, crowd. buddy? Oh, I don't know. Well, what, what, do I want to play a song to pick a, pick a song to play us out? Mm-hmm. Pick a song to play us out. Pick song to play us out. Yep. Man, what the heck were we? I tell you what, I'll give you one. How's this? I'll give you one because you talked about it at the beginning of the show. Okay. Social distortion, Lude Boy. How's that? What, what is that from, Neil? Lude Boy? Is that from like an early single or yes. something? Wasn't that one of the problems? Yes. It's, uh, it's an Can early you find single. A good version and... of it? Huh? Can you find a good version of it? I don't. Is it on like the. Is it on like the compilation that has all the? It is indeed. Like the 19... it, indeed, it is. It was also on. Um, it was also on a very, very early um, L.A. Um, compilation that had like forty-five grave and shit like that on it too. Okay. So, um, well, let's see. I, I was it was it in a single? I don't think it was actually. Mainline. It was a single for sure. Um, but was I believe I believe it might have only been on. Um, uh, what 
compilation was that anyway there was one early la compilation that had like like i say 45 grave and the social distortion song on it was lewd boy so it was definitely on a compilation so i'll definitely be able to find it okay well all right then i mean any parting thoughts neil any parting thoughts uh no i don't have any parting thoughts at all i'm gonna look for jokes for next time so how's that yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to top that last one. But, you know, it it made you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so get a hold of us. Yep. I, I, I am curious, actually. I, I, I'd be willing to listen to what people had to say about the last episode. Yeah. I'd like to know your thoughts as far as, you know, is it, are people offended or are people, uh, you know, do you feel like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious to hear people's thoughts. You know, I, like I said, I don't really want to lose listeners over it, but by the same token, at the end of the day, we don't we don't really want to censor our, our content. So, anyway, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. You can get a hold of us, of course, at punk till t i l l i die seventy seven at gmail, and leave us a message on the punk till i die podcast on Facebook. Yeah, so, and then you can look us up on Instagram too. Become a thanks for listening. Yeah. This is Social Distortion Lewd Boy from one of their singles or something. <laughs> Yes, yes, a compilation, I believe. Um, <laughs> how how could hell be any worse? Is that it? No, no like that, that was that was the first Bad Religion album. Oh, well, there you go. Um, all right. So yeah, so Eddie, but everybody, you know, stay safe, stay free, all that good stuff. Hey, thanks, thanks for listening. Yep. Talk See to you, you next time. Bye. Bye.